In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 82. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to come here and share with you what's on my, what God's put on my heart for this, for the people that are listening here and to help the lost and dying world come and know Christ and help current Christians maybe with issues that they are dealing with and we're going to be probably dealing with both of that today but we are starting a Bible study that I did on when this podcast was on um, another platform and um, but let me tell you something, saints. God has refurbished it a little bit. And let me tell you, but we're on Hopper, and God is leading me to do this in this in his time. So we are going to be revisiting the podcast. And I think we're going to have more, learn some more since that last podcast. Um, but we're going to do more. And we're going to be studying the book of Job, chapter number one. But before we do that, we're going to go and hear our song of the day to help us get into the attitude of of God, you know, being with us. And it is called Oceans, Where My Feet May Fail.
and amen. And you know that true, that song is true. Sometimes he does ask us. We know from the book of Matthew, John, and Luke, and Mark, the stories is told about Matthew walking out into on the water. He wanted to walk on the water with Jesus. And he when Jesus told him, and he had to get out of his comfort zone to step on the water. But it scared him. And the mean it, it scared him. When he started seeing the wind blow and all that, he fell into water. And Jesus told him, have faith, basically. There's times I'm going to ask you to step out of your comfort zone. Have faith when I do it. Okay? And basically, that's a good lead-in here for the Bible study because Job had to, <laughs> was taken completely, completely out of his comfort zone. And what we're going to do today, we're going to study the book of Job, chapter number 1. And there's two two thoughts that we're going to share about on it. And, you know, in my, well, there's a lot more than two thoughts, but two main areas that we're going to focus on. So if you got your Bibles with you, open them up to the book of Job. The book of Job, chapter number 1. And we're going to start in verse 1 and we're going to read to the end of the chapter and then we're going to deal with this Bible study. It said, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and shrewd evil. Okay. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance <coughs> was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, she donkeys, and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses. Every one his day sent and called for their three sisters to eat drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their fastings were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my son have sons have sinned, and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continuously. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, With cometh thou? And Satan answered the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and, walk, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and screwed evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? 
nothing. Has not thou made a hedge about him, and about his house, and about all he has? On every side has thou blessed the work of his hands, and his substance, and increased to the land? Put now forth thy hand, now, and touch all that he has, he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in the and in thy power only upon himself put not forth thy hands so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and there was a day when the sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house and there came a messenger unto Job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them and the Syrians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they slain the servants and the edge of my the edge of the sword, and I am the only one escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking there came also another, and said unto the said the fire of God is fallen from heaven, and has burned up the sheep, and servants con were and consumed them, and they all only I am escaped to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said to the Chaldeans, Made out three bands, and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away. Yea, they slain the servants with the edge of the sword. I am the only one escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and they said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine, in the eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, <coughs> and they are dead, and I am only the scape alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out, of my mother's womb and naked shall I return there the Lord gave and the Lord hath taketh away blessed be the name of the Lord and all this Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly now we're going to take this right back to chapter number verse number one and the first part of this section I want to share with you is called the history of Joe's life and that is verses 1 through 5 okay but verse 1 is going to deal with five instances that came to this okay so we're going to read verses 1 through 5 we're going to read verses 1 Okay. No, wait a minute. Yeah, verse 1. It said, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and shrewd evil. Okay? Now, what does that verse mean? Well, it means he came from the land of Oz. Okay? 
He was upright. He was upright and feared God. And he screwed evil. What does this mean? Well, basically what this means, he was an upright man. He was from Oz. Oz. And he lived upright and he feared God. And basically, uprighting means he served God. Now, there's been some talk about does he served the Mosaic Law. Well, theologians believe that he is actually around the time or maybe just before Abraham. Because we know Abraham came from Uz. And let me tell you something, saints. He had a way of serving God too. Now they were doing sacrifices and and let me tell you something, saints. We know that they believed in God. So he believed in God. And I believe even though the Ten Commandments wasn't written yet, right? He tried his best to live for God. And he tried his best to shun basically evil. Okay? Now, what happened? Well, let's go to verse 5. Okay? Actually, let's go to verse 4 first. Why did this happen? It says, And his sons went feasting in their house every one day his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so when the days of their fastings were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them, sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their heart. Thus Job continuously. So basically, what this is telling us here in these three uh, verses 4 and 5 it says that Job lived upright he shrewd evil, right? That's what it said in verse 1. And one of the reasons, ways he did that he was sent for his it said he was sent. Right? Right? He was sent and called for the three sisters to eat. Oh wait a minute. He was sent to them, okay? And I think every morning, no matter if they had a hangover or not, you know, he went a day of feasting, and the Job sent and sanctified them. I think he sent for them, and he sanctified them. Does that sound good to you? And he, where they would sit around, they would have altar time upon an altar where he would require for them to deal with their sins. And they were drinking wine. They were drinking who knows what they were doing. You know, and what kinds of sins. Because when you drink, it dulls your senses and it gets you to do things that normally you wouldn't do. And sometimes you may remember it and sometimes you may not remember it. And Job was about living right for God. And apparently he was about living, getting his kids right 
for God and he would make them come every morning and deal with what they might have did the night before all of his kids so he did an example of how to live okay for their kids because you never know we're not promised tomorrow and us parents if you're parents us leaders of the church us leaders of, of uh, schools us leaders around the world we have a responsibility to educate kids and let me tell you kid saints teenagers our young adults even today especially in college get together and have drunkenness and it ends up to premarital sex it ends up to drugs Sometimes there's overdosing, sometimes there's overdosing on drinking, and sometimes there's women, little uh, women's lives being pregnant and the boy runs away. Okay? Why? Because there's a lot of parents out there now that don't clamp down like Job did and make them come around the altar and deal with their sins. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, he was through sacrifices every morning. And he probably enjoyed waking them up with their headaches. Because <laughs> you know they had hangovers. He would send for them. You know that probably was the last place they wanted to be. But God made them deal. I mean Job made them deal with their sin. Right? Now. The next set of verses is verses 6 to 22. And a lot is going to happen. We also know between verses 1 and 5 that, well, we're going to learn between 6 and 22. Let's go there. Verses 6 to 22. It says, The first assault of Satan. Now, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Now I want to stop there for a minute and explain why the devil or Satan came with them. It said there was a day when the sons of God, which means the angels, came and present themselves before the Lord. Well, I don't know how many people know this. At one time, the devil was one of God's angels. Right? And to prove that, we're going to go right now to, let me find it, um, Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, as soon as I get things settled here, the book of Ezekiel, chapter. Number, I'm having trouble seeing here, uh, 28, and we're going to look at verse 14. And this is going to tell you why he's an angel. It says, Art thou anointed cherubim, covered, and I have set thee so thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones, of the fire. Whoop. I think I got the wrong scripture, but 
Um, I must have wrote it down wrong. I apologize for that. But basically, it was telling us that actually Lucifer, which is the devil's real name, is was one of the most beautiful angels out there. And if I remember from the scripture right, he was also the worship leader of heaven, right? The worship of the angels. But you know what? He had a problem. And this problem was he wanted to be God. He didn't want to be like God, like we're called to be. Now, well, I, I want to say that more because God calls us to have godly traits, but he wanted to be God. And there was a big trouble in heaven. A third of the heavenly host rebelled against God at Lucifer's leading, and they were hurled down through the earth. But still, they are required, as we see in Job chapter 1, verse 6, that even Lucifer has to come and present himself before the Lord. And I think one of the reasons is because the Lord wants to show him who's in charge. Me. Okay? But I just wanted to point that out because a lot, I used to wonder that when I was a kid. I would hear this story. People said, why did the devil have to report to God? Well, one reason is because the devil can't do nothing to you, which we'll find out, unless God allows it. And God allows it sometimes, as we're going to learn, because he wants to get us straight with us again. He allows the devil to attack us to get us straight with him. Sometimes he allows it to, like what he's doing with Job, to challenge the devil to try, but you're going to see you're wasting your time because Job's not going to turn on me. And then sometimes he does it to build our faith. Okay? Now, this one we're dealing with, he's going to allow, as we'll see, he's going to allow it to happen to one, there's probably a couple, to build his faith Job's faith even more and to show the devil that hey, this person's my my child and in the end he's going to do what I want him to do. So let's go back to the verse 7. And it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, when they were in that meeting, When cometh thou? The Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro and the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job? And there was none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and screweth evil. Then the Satan said unto the Lord, and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Has thou not made a hedge about him, as about his house, and about that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands? And the substance increased the land, and put forth thy hand, but put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he has, he will curse thee to thy face. Now at this point, the devil's like, Hey, I've been going forth, back and forth. But then as he was saying, Have you exerted my my servant Job? And the devil said, Yes. Yeah, and you know what? He wouldn't be praising you if you kept him in protection. He kind of challenged God there saying, hey, I bet if you take your hand off him and you let me do things to him, he'll turn around and he'll curse 
and won't be pleasing to you or as faithful to you. Alright? Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth and presented from the presence of the Lord. So here we have God took the challenge. Even though God, I think, challenged the devil, right? Did it sound like it? It was God that brung up Job. Okay? But the devil challenged God, even though he thinks he challenged God. But God challenged the devil. And God accepted it. He said, you can go after anything that is his, but you can't touch his life. It belongs to me. Okay? And then all of a sudden, in verse 13... All heck broke loose. And you ever have those days when you think all heck is broken loose? You got one emergency after another, after another, and after another? Mm -hmm. I have. Verse 13 says, And there was a day when the sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabrians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants of the edge of the sword. And I am the only one here to escape to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said that the fire of God came from heaven and has burned all the sheep and the servants consumed them. And I am the only am escaped to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made of thee bands upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, slain the servants and edge of the sword. I only wanted to let to tell thee. While I was yet speak while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote at the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I am always escape alone to tell thee. Then Job rose up and rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground, and worshipped. And he's now at this point, before we go any farther, we want to, we'll go back to verse 20 in a minute. We found all heck broke loose, didn't it? Mm. He lost all of his camels. He lost all of his livestock. Most of his servants were killed. I think there was only like four or five servants left alive. So he lost a lot of his servants. And he lost his kids. Most of us would be devastated heartbroken. Here was this great man lived for God was the greatest wealthiest man of Oz lost everything in a second lost his kids lost his livestock lost only uh, lost most of his servants only had a handful of servants left
most of us today probably would say, why, God? Why? Why, God? Why? And I'm sure it don't say this in in Job's heart. He humanly he probably did say why. But you know what? He chose to do what we all should do. And let's go to verse twenty. Run. Let's go to verse twenty. And he said, Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not and not charged God foolishly. Now I want to be delicate with this because I'm not saying that Job didn't feel the loss. I'm not saying that Job didn't care. I mean, yes, he lost his livelihood. He lost his kids. He lost dear servants. I'm sure Job, in a way, was grieving, right? But Job did the most important thing that all of us need to do in that situation. He went to God. It said he laid down and worshipped God. And he probably made time with God. This world sometimes gets angry with God. And I think God understands that, that we might get angry. But it's what we do with that anger. Okay? God had a plan for Job's life. And we got to realize this here. The servants and his kids, I believe they probably would have died that day anyways. It was their time. Because we know God don't take people from their lives early. Am I right? Mm -hmm. I believe those animals If some of them died, those sheep, all those sheep probably would have died sometime, right? I, our God is not a vengeful God, okay? But when we're grieving, we forget to look at that. The Bible said there's a time to die and there's a time for everything, okay? Now, A lot of people think that God is mean because of this happening. But like I said, there was a lot of life taken. But I believe that life was going to be taken that day. And for all we know, if God didn't intervene with this challenge for the devil, 
how we know that the Chaldeans and the Syrians wouldn't came in and killed all of them. Right? Mm -hmm. But God had their hand, his hand on Job's life. Okay? And God is trying to point out to us here. He allows things to happen. But in the end, he's going to be blessed. And I'm going to give you the end of the story. And I'm going to tell you again at the end. At the end, God gave back to Job everything threefold. He had more kids. He had twice or third more stock that he had at one point. Why? Because he trusted God. Now, I'm not saying that you can't take time to grieve. And I believe when Job rent his mantle, shaved his head, which I believe is a thing of mourning, right? If I remember right in the Old Testament. Okay? He grieved for his family. He grieved for his servants. And he grieved for his loss of income. And when he says, I came out naked, I'm going to go back naked. He's basically claiming, it was out of my control. There's nothing I could do about it. Why should I be mad? God gave it to me. God allowed it to be taken from me. And he praised God. And I think the next chapter... We're going to hear of Joe's wife. The only time we hear about that Joe's wife, I don't know if she leaves, because we do hear that Job has more kids. And they don't say that Job got married. Okay? Remarried. But we're going to find out a little preview. She's going to think, she thinks Job's crazy. He said, you need to curse your God and die. Because more problems come in the next chapter. But you know what? The wife it's like most of us handle the things of disappointment on the earth. But God wants us to be like Job. Trust him. There's a reason for it and there's going to be a better thing in the end. Alright. So that's basically the Bible study today. Alright. It ended up that Job didn't curse God. He praised God. And we got to start trusting God. Now I'm not saying that God's going to swoop, allow the devil to swoop down and take your income, take your house, take your car, take your kids. No. But there is going to be disappointments in our life. And I've been saying this before. God wants us to praise him for our adversity. And come to him. And when we do that. Because when you praise God. It lifts you up. Your spirit bears witness with him. And he will help you through. You just got to learn. To trust him. And if people died in your life. There's a reason. They were going to be taken. Because there was their time. It was their time. God won't take anyone's life early. I don't believe that. Just like when he allowed the devil to come against Job, 
he told him, you can take everything around him but his life. That belongs to me. It wasn't time for Job to die. It wasn't time for the rest of the servants to die. It wasn't time even for Job's wife to die. And I noticed something in that last verse when they was talking about the house fell down on the sons. Did you, did you hear that? It didn't say anything about the girls dying, did it? Mm-hmm. Who knows? The girls could have died because they're thinking in the world, in in Israel, in, in the Hebrew culture, a lot of the counting and stuff wasn't counted by the women because the men were dominant and charged. So it, the girls could have been killed and this didn't put them in the number because they didn't believe in counting the numbers. Am I right or am I wrong on that? So, but Job, we're going to find out by the end of this, Job's going to have more kids, more stock, more everything, and you're going to find out why. Okay? But on that note, we're going to end the Bible broadcast on that today. And what we're going to take from this lesson today, when adversity comes, first, it only comes if God allows it to come on you. The devil just can't come and boom on you. But then God has a reason. And I said those three reasons. First reason is sometimes he does it to get us straightened up in him. To live right. Sometimes it's to um, get the devil to show, hey, I'll take your challenge, you know. Brother Ron down there, blah, 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 blah. He's going, he's going to come out and he's going to praise God in the end. And sometimes he does it to build our faith. And I believe at this point, even though Job's faith was strong in the Lord, I think it was a double, double thing there. One, to challenge the devil to show him that Job wouldn't turn his face. And two, to build Job's faith. And let me tell you what's coming up. His three friends that come to visit him. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) He went through a lot. (laughs) But let me tell you something, Saints. We're going to stick with it. But right now we're going to go over to our prayer request segment. And I said we're going to take time. We're going to do it all. So we are. We need to pray for my mom and dad, which is James and Laura Lee's Weaver. They have an aneurysm. My dad has an aneurysm on his aorta of his heart. We need to pray for that, for my mom's back and some insurance issues. We need to pray for my cousin Margaret for her for her brother and things that have been going on there and for her leg. For our friend Lloyd, he has cancer. And he has coronavirus, him and his wife. Well, actually, I don't know if the coronavirus is even existent right now in them. Because it's been over a couple weeks. But so, but I don't know. We haven't heard. So we're, just, we're going to continue to pray for it. Um, then for my friend Sean, he's like a brother from another mother. He has an unspoke, two unspokens. And his mom's hip recovery surgery that she had done, the recovery, for my friend brother-in-law Paul and Ruth as they close out the estate and everything go the way it's supposed to there and then for my friend Paul not the same Paul from Georgia we need to pray for his back we need to pray for his business and pray for his daughter he don't want her to get coronavirus 
for my cousin Sharon and family. Things are going on there as an unspoken. She don't want me to tell anything. For my Aunt Denise, for her back, for her colon surgery, and for her bronchitis. For my cousin Lori, I can't some some things there. They don't want share. She don't want shares so of an unspoken there. For my blood pressure, and I've been having some issues of highs and lows. And for my grandma, for her eyes, ears, and legs to be strengthened and strong and be better, so she can have a little bit more happier life of being 94 years old. And for my cousin-in-law, go going to be cousin-in-law. Um, for her elbow, she said she fractured it, so we need to pray for that too. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. And we just ask you, Lord, to be the great physician, the great architect, the great doctor. We ask you right now, Lord, to go to my dad and touch his aorta, Lord Jesus, and make it stronger and fix whatever's causing this aneurysm, where it go away or not grow. We ask you to be with my mom and this back problem she's got going on and let the insurance issue be cleared up, Lord, so she can get the medical contention she needs. She does have insurance, Lord, but there was a, something going on with with an accident that she wasn't in and paperwork got there. Now they won't pay the part of this bill because of, until that gets resolved or something. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my cousin Margaret, Lord, and the situation with her brother and we just ask you let her brother meet her halfway Lord and meet her maybe most of the way Lord because he's the one that's hurt her and Lord we just ask you to let Margaret be receptive and you know able to come and, and reconcile be with her leg Lord and she's having problems with it we ask you Lord to be with Lloyd Lord and his cancer Lord we ask you to keep touching and healing him be with his wife and his him as they had COVID, Lord. We're not sure of the situation on that, Lord. But we know that their pyrene might be recovering for it, Lord. We just ask you to help them out there. We ask you to be with my friend Sean and his two unspokens and his mom's hip replacement surgery, Lord. Uh, recovery, just work those things out there, Lord. We ask you to be with Paul and my wife, Lord, her brother. We just ask you and the lawyer, we just ask you let it in ambiguously. We ask you, don't let there be any problems, Lord. And maybe, maybe there be a way where, maybe her brother even apologized to her for what some of the stuff he did, and you know, and then the way situations are. Maybe I don't know if we have apologies or not, but we just work it out. Maybe where they can get back together because they're the only ones left in their life. But we know, Lord, that it could take time. We ask you to be with my friend Paul in Georgia, not the same Paul, Lord. Be with his business. Let it be more profitable to him. We ask you to be with his back, Lord, and touch and heal it. And keep his wife, um, keep his daughter from coronavirus, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Sharon and her family and work the situations out that's going on, Lord. We just ask you to move by your spirit in those situations. I ask you to be with my Aunt Denise and her back and touch and heal her be with her surgery from her colon Lord and Lord we just ask you to be with her bronchitis Lord and Lord I ask you to be with my cousin Lori Weaver Lord I just ask you to be with the situations that's going on in her life Lord Jesus and we work them out Lord and be with my blood pressure Lord and we're on the right track of getting the doctor's appointments Lord that I need to be and 
go to and uh, let it all work out there, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with uh, my grandma and touch her eyes and ears and her uh, legs, Lord, and let her be able to move better, see better, and hear better in her in her ninety four years, ninety three years of age, Lord. Have a little bit better existence, and Lord, we just ask you to, because she don't feel that she that exists, you know, that she kind of feels she's a burden now. So lift that burden from her, Lord, and Lord, we just ask you to be with Justina and her elbow, Lord. We ask you to touch and heal it. We ask you in Jesus' name, and everyone says Amen and Amen, and. I'm going to read the benediction blessing to you. And it is the second one. It says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steepest, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I read that as a blessing over to you. And I ask that you write these scriptures down. As I'm reading to them, they're 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 actually biblical scriptures in the Bible, and they're blessings over you for benediction. And read it over your family, pray them over your family, and you'll see a better family and a better change in life. On that note, join us for God's Internet Church Bible Study tonight at seven o'clock on Facebook Live. Um, on God's Internet Church group. If you go to God's Internet Church group and uh, post, I mean, go to search engine, go there and add, hit the button to become a member. I will accept you. You'll be, you be part of the broadcast. Uh, we, are, we do share it to groups. And also we share it to YouTube um, under the, which you want to go there under God's Internet Church pastored by Ron Weaver that's the channel's page it is posted there the same night so join us there and then join us the next day tomorrow which is God's Internet Church and we'll be looking at God's the book of Proverbs chapter I mean the book of Job chapter number 2 so we just ask that you join us there and thirdly um, this Sunday join us for God's Internet Church online group um, my cousin Lori evangelist Lori Weaver is coming to be our guest speaker here today this week and I'm not sure what she's speaking on yet she said she's going to let me know so we can get it you know ready and for advertising and we get the title up for her on the broadcast but so we just gonna be that that'd be Sunday at six o'clock, at five o'clock, excuse me. And the God's in the church Bible study is at seven o'clock. And we use, and then the next God's in the church podcast, which is tomorrow, will be up by one o'clock. On that note, I like to say, God bless you. Love one another, help one another, be kind to one another, especially in these times. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying, see you next time for God's in for God's Internet Church Podcast and and tonight for God's Internet Church Bible study if you join us. Have a blessed day.